Robert, how are you doing today? You know, if I were doing any better, I would be in heaven right now. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> good morning, LinkedIn. With such beautiful way of saying that <laughs> you are like doing well. I love it. I need to learn from you. Like I need to like level up my game a little bit. Well, you know, here's the thing. A lot of times it's all about your mindset because for the last day and a half, I haven't been feeling well physically, but mentally I'm all right. And so I'm thankful to just still be here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you can't sit there and let one bad day or one feeling when your throat is sore and you got a headache get you down. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, if you had like, uh, a bad day, a bad week, or maybe you didn't feel well during the week. So this is the place where we're going to fire you up. Because today, uh, we have a topic that is quite juicy, taboo, controversial, I don't know, you name it. But today, we are talking about male bashing. Is it a new trend? Is it like something that is okay? But let me get started with a few disclaimers here because I know many of you are passionate about this topic and I understand, we do understand why, but there is a few things that we want to mention before we get started. First of all, we do respect everyone's opinion. So it's very important for us that you remain uh, like respectful in the comments, okay? We do acknowledge also that uh, the notion of feminism can be different depending on your own experience and, and the part of the world you live in. For some of us, you know, it's about equal rights and for um, other women, it, it can be a question of, of, of survival, okay? And last but not least, uh, it is important for me also to address it because a few of you uh, made uh, the comment already is the fact that feminism might not feel uh, inclusive for some part of the population, uh, including black women, Latina, American also, and that men can be feminists and women cannot be feminist as well, okay? So we do respect all of this, but for the sake of the conversation today, we wanna focus on how male bashing is affecting both men and women and how it is impacting our relationship with the opposite sex. Now, let me tell you something. Robert is the one who introduced me to male bashing. I wasn't even aware that it was a thing. And it was like, oh, but did you know, Doreen, that like women hate men and that men suffer? And I was like, no, I'm not aware of this narrative. So Robert, thank you so much for like introducing me and you know increasing my awareness on what's happening in terms of you know uh like women hating men uh, but why is that where does it come from like tell us more about it you know what's interesting is so some friends recently introduced me to tiktok because i wasn't on tiktok i got on tiktok i love youtube i don't watch television i watch a lot of youtube I got on TikTok and I started seeing all of these videos just disparaging men. There's an I hate men movement, videos talking about how much you hate men and why you hate men. 
videos saying I wish there was a world without men, videos saying that men should never be born. I've seen videos where people have said that they wish they could select the gender of their children because they wanted to select all women. Ooh. And so, and, and you know, when you start looking at things on TikTok and then on YouTube, the algorithm starts to feed you more and more of this stuff. And the more I kept looking, the more I was like, wow, this is truly, truly amazing. Because, you know, so I brought the conversation up with some of my friends, guy friends, girlfriends, mostly guy friends that I was asking initially, what do you think about this? You know, and as they started watching it, they started noticing some of the same stuff coming up in their feed. And it's just becoming prevalent to where you open up social media and that is what you encounter each and every day. So I started asking my friends, do you think that this is true? Uh, do you think that men suck? Do you hate men? Because see, my personal belief is that men and women belong together. It's a yin and a yang. It's a compliment to one another. And most men that I know believe that. And most men that I know wouldn't come on social media saying, you know, that they hate women. So we keep wondering, why is it that this is okay for this kind of rhetoric to be on social media? Now, granted, it's an open platform when you're on social media, and that's clearly okay for you to express your own opinion. But there's just this proliferation of videos talking about men suck. And I just found it to be amazing. But, you know, actually, my first reaction to that, and we just talked about it before, like, hitting the live button, I was like, but, you know, maybe just like this woman they have had a bad experience and like on the spot and you know now with social media when you experience something when you feel something you just like turn the record button and you put it on the internet so my first reaction to that it was like yes but maybe you know even myself if i was like going through a tough situation uh with with a man being at work or being in my personal life like i could say i hate men but it doesn't mean that I really hate men. It's just in the moment because I'm going through tough time and that, you know, I'm, I'm being challenged by, by a man. I can say on the, in the moment, on the spot, oh, I hate men and put it on social media. But then it doesn't mean that I hate men. And, and like I told you before we started too, I really appreciated that because that just highlights the differences between men and women. But also when you look at social media, there is one thing that social media lacks severely and that's context in a lot of situations. So now you could say that and you could know what you mean because you just had one bad experience with one man on one day. But now how many followers do you have on LinkedIn? Uh, 37,000, more than 37,000. So now if your 37,000 followers see that and they don't know the backstory and the context, the first thing they're going to think is, oh, Doreen hates men. Why does she hate men? And so that's the power of social media. It can be used constructively and destructively. But again, too, though, like I told you, um, I think a man would probably say, you know what, I hate what this particular woman did. And we would boil it down to this is what this person did to us. So I do get a lot of that. But social media allows people to take information, bottle it up, put it out there and extrapolate it without the context. And so now what you created is this environment where you see all these videos where someone may have had a one time experience with someone. They've said something about an entire population, whether it be 
you know, a gender or a race or whatever. And it's out there and there's no context to it. And so now when people take that in, you start to believe what these people are saying. And so it begins to erode relationships between men and women because you have these things that are out here being said that may not be what the person actually meant, but you don't have the opportunity to give context to it because now you've just put it out there. And you know what I deplore? And you know, I think it is really um, uh, um, like it is really expressing and we talked about the cancel culture like time where you know people are quick to judge people yeah. and to cancel people and even if they are wrong like you cannot undo the, the the wrong that you did to someone right and i feel like it's really like it does reflect like the the, the rapidity the, you know the the, the, the society is just about quick info mm -hmm. like quick whatever it is and people don't take the time to try to understand, to explain on one side, as you said, context is important. But the other side, would people really listen if you give a full explanation? That's the thing. So I would I would say like the fault is on both sides, the people who wouldn't give okay. context, but also on the other side where people don't take the time to like, you know, uh, educate themselves on such a topic. And let me give you a, a, a quick and, and real example here. You know, with all those trans male bashing, bashing, uh, like a lot of people associated with feminism and for them, shortcut is feminism, feminist hate men. Okay. And I'm like, no, that's not true. That's not true. And now being a feminist is just like negative. It has a bad reputation. But I just want to give you here because it's important for us to give you the context to increase awareness on topics that matters and that can impact our life on a day-to-day -day basis. I really want to give, to share with you a few information about feminism, okay? And basically, uh, the, the, there are like three waves of feminism, okay? The first wave was from 1848 to 1920, okay? It was basically a political movement dedicated to achieving political equality for women. And you probably have heard of the suffragettes, okay? It was all about this, but also for equal opportunities to education, employment, and for the right to own a property. Because back in time, if you didn't own a land, you were not allowed to vote, okay? So this movement was initiate, initiated in the West, Western Europe, North America, uh, by and for white women mainly, okay? Uh, black women got the right to vote at the end, towards the end of the first wave. Then there is the second wave in the 60s, 60s to 80s, okay? Here, like the movement, like Amplify Its Voice has more reach, you know, and we include topics such as uh, sex, uh, relationships, access to abortions, domestic labor, you know, uh, like those are like fundamental rights of, of, of women. And then the third wave, and we're still in the third wave, still the 90s, okay, where the movement is more diffuse, but where also the Me Too movement was born. And the thing is, feminism is a political movement. It is a human rights movement. But I want you to keep in mind that like every single movement, okay, it is an evolving process. And as we evolve, you know, you will see also, also the extremes becoming more extremes. 
And unfortunately, like in any other um, like uh, movement, the the the, the, the extreme um, are like are those who speak the most, are, are are those who speak the loudest. They are the ones who create more fuss. And so, because they are they are the ones who speak the loudest, they are the ones who get attention. And so then people are quick to think, "Oh, but this is what it is about." Yep. Well, and I think it's very important to really hit home on what you said. Feminism, the movement was about equality. It wasn't about women being better than men. It wasn't about men being better than women. It was about equality for everyone. Because for goodness sake, why would you want to discriminate on somebody for any reason, for age, gender, race? If I'm, for example, if I'm hiring for a job and I have candidates that are equal why would I not want to hire someone simply because they are a woman or because they're short or because they're tall or because they're fat? So the the genesis of the feminist movement was about equality, not about one party being better than the other. So when we get to that equality, I think you have to figure out when do you balance it out and how do you balance it out? Because uh, there have been great strides made in the U.S. today, so much so to the point where even if you look at, say, college enrollment back in the day, Women weren't in college as much as men, but now 60% of the people in college are women and only 40% of men. So now if we're talking about equality, now if that's the underlying tenet of the feminist movement, do we now need to try and balance that out for men now? Is that where the movement needs to shift to? Or is it total domination for women, right? And that, I said that sarcastically now, but <laughs> seriously, the underlying tenet of the movement was supposed to be equality. Yes, indeed. So something that you mentioned to me a, a couple of weeks ago and that really, you know, I, I felt bad. I'm going to be honest here. I, I felt bad about it when you told me we men are suffering because it looks like no one cares about us. No, it, it's true. No one cares about men. Um, I, I want you to think about this now. You hear a lot of things in society and you see a lot of things in society that are done to either overtly or covertly bash men. And I'll give you some examples. If you look at television shows, the dads in the households are always played to be idiots. You look at Married with Children, Al Bundy was portrayed as an idiot. If you look at uh, Sanford, uh, not Sanford and Son, uh, the Jeffersons way back in the day, George Jefferson was deemed to be an idiot, yet this man owned businesses and supported his family. So on television shows, when you see a dad in the home, the dad is usually always portrayed as an idiot. When you look at action shows, you'll see something where a man is trying to do something and then the woman will come in and say, ah, this is a job better suited for a woman. If you look at the dating world, you see openly where if a man is an average earning blue collar worker, women will overlook him. Most men are invisible to women. Let's just be frank about that. You'll hear women say that they want three things from a man. They want a six-figure salary. He has to be over six feet tall and then something else that starts with a six. But on average, the average salary for men in the United States is $41,000, $45,000. No, for everyone. The average salary for everyone in the United States is about $45,000, right? The average man is five foot nine inches tall. But yet, when you look at the criteria that women want, it's not in line with reality. So you take the shows that you watch on television where they constantly make men look like buffoons. You take a look at 
the social pressures and the things that women say they want in men, which are totally unrealistic and only represent like the top 10% of men. And then when you take social media, always putting out things where people can openly say, I hate men openly. And then when you look at the double standards on social media too, you can see that there's a world that doesn't care about men. And then when you also take a look at the homeless population, 70% of the homeless population are men. Yet the, there are no men-only homeless shelters. There are women-only homeless shelters, but 70% of the population are men. Over 80% of suicides are men. One in two men, 50% of men will be diagnosed with cancer. But yet everybody knows when it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but nobody's really concerned with testicular cancer, which is what 50% of men will be diagnosed with in their lifetime. Nobody cares about men. And we're okay with that because we know that we have to fend for ourselves and that no one is coming to save us. But on top of knowing that, when you look at the fact that people treat us like trash in general society, it, it becomes alarming when you look at it. You know, actually, like, I understand. I understand. And I'm not a man, so I can't, I, I can't be sensitive to the things that you just mentioned in a way that if even if I see them, I might not realize them. Okay. But the thing is, you talk about shows, but how many shows for how many years will portray the woman cooking for the kids, taking care of the home, like waiting for the for her prince to come and to deliver her and to give her to give her a family and to give her babies and all of this. So the way like women have been portrayed also in the media is quite different that what we what we do and who we are and what we want in real life and let me give you a concrete example here again i called my business the smart woman right why did i call my business the smart woman i was doing some extensive research and you know i'm all about i have spent my career 12 years of my career like working in women's capacity building and women's empowerment and i came across this study who who did like a survey across uh, 120 countries, I believe, a lot of countries. But here is what they found. Among all the media and entertainment, listen to me here, people, because this is very important. Among all the media and entertainment, only 2% of women, 2% of women are portrayed as smart. Women will be portrayed for their uh, like fitness routine, the beauty routine for whatever routine, but we are not, as of today, we are not portrayed in the society as contributor to our economy. So that's why I decided to call my business The Smart Woman, because if society doesn't recognize it, I want every single woman who work with me, interact with me, my content, no matter how, realize that she is a smart woman. So, you know, to your point, Robert, I feel like now you are maybe in a situation where, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right because I definitely believe this is not how we are going to find the balance. But I feel like now that men are finding themselves in a situation where we women, we have been forever. Like, you know, there is this idea like, oh, but this is unfair. And this is unfair. I agree 100% with you. This is unfair. Men shouldn't have to experience this. But on the other side, it's important to acknowledge that women have been like supporting this from generations to generations to generations. So now 
you know, and again, we are talking about the extremes and how it impacts us as individual being a man or a, a woman. So something that we talked a lot about, Robert, as well, is, you know, the difficulties that people have now, men and women, to communicate together or to date. And I was watching a documentary a few weeks ago about, you know, women looking for men and how men didn't want, I mean, they wouldn't do the first step because they were scared. They were scared uh, to be... Um, to be like judged as being inappropriate or you know so they would just even though they would like find women that they really find beautiful and all of this they wouldn't do the, the first step because they was they were so scared you know to be judged and to be like 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 this you know like oh no but like what are you doing as a man so tell us more about your experience uh, or the, what you have observed uh, uh, robert well, I think I think what's happening now is you have a lot of men who are withdrawing themselves purposely from the dating market because they just don't want to put up with being labeled as something that they're not. Even if you look at the LinkedIn platform, you see sometimes some men say and do some crazy things and they overreact when they see a pretty woman. But sometimes you see a man who appropriately may say, hey, I think you're attractive. I'd like to get to know you. Now, he's probably labeled as a creep because I've seen the emails. <laughs> Some of my friends that are women have shown me emails where they've, they've seen creepy things coming from men. So men just don't want to put up with it. And, and it's sad. It only hurts everyone all around. So you see women saying, hey, I want to find me a man, but men won't approach me. And you see men saying, I don't want to approach you because I don't want you to say that I'm creepy. So yeah. there has to be a balance. And so right now, a lot of stuff is out of balance. Exactly. And so as let's, I mean, I see the comment section like firing up. If you have a question though, please leave a capital Q letter in front of it so we can uh, quickly identify your question. But yes, uh, we have a comment here from Yanis who says, um, hold on. I lost it among all of all of this um, who says i will be uh, a feminist so i can't find it but he said i will be a feminist until we reach equality then once we reach equality let's let's <laughs> let's forget about it but that's the thing you know in life nothing is ever granted and, you know, I, I oftentimes li like to give this example of Afghanistan. In the 60s, in the 60s, and please Google it. Google and look at just pictures of Afghanistan in the 60s, where women were walking on the street, working. They were working women. They would wear, like, short dress, short skirts. They would hang out, men and women. They were free they were free and look at how is afghanistan right now so nothing is ever granted so that's why i strongly believe in the power of movements because this is what like it or not this is what allowed us to save what we have acquired from years and years of battles the right of votes you know our freedom 
like freedom for us in North America is way different than for some other for, for other people in different countries, but nothing is ever granted. So I do believe it's important to keep any movements as long as this help, you know, make the world a better place for each one of us. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think the, the part of the true issue is when you divide people, it always ends up worse for both parties. And right now we're experiencing division and, you know, where one party is saying I'm better than the other. You're not necessarily better. You're different. Men and women aren't necessarily equal in everything. We're complementary. There are definitely some things that women do better than men. And there are definitely some things that men do better than women. But that doesn't mean that one is more intelligent than the other or less intelligent. That just means that you're different. And the true power in humanity is when you come together recognizing your differences and then you make the whole better instead of trying to fight individually for your piece of what you feel like you deserve. When you don't work on your community, your community falls apart. And the world is really all about community. Yes, and, and you know, actually, I was reading this article about male bashing and the fact that with male bashing, the movement is focusing more on individual behavior as opposed to like structural problem, structural right. barriers, institutional barriers that we women still face. So the thing is, when you put the emphasis and you put your energy and the focus on like men's behavior as opposed to strict real structural barriers that exists where do you take the movement where is the impact that you want to make and again here like middle movement was born out of this and you know it was important in that case to uh, like to 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 shade the light on men's behavior but when we know how like extensive it was it was and the fact that companies, institutions would still protect their men when they would have a bad behaviors. This is a structural problem. This is my opinion. And I, I strongly believe like in it, like, yes, we have to shade the light and, you know, to denounce those bad behaviors. But at the end of the day, why are they still allowed to do it? And for most of them going unpunished out of uh, the woman who will dare, the few, very few women who would dare uh, going to a court, uh, fewer men get convicted. So there is a structural problem here that is way deeper and way more scary than a man's behavior. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I'll add to that. It is definitely the behavior not necessarily the gender. And I'll give you a good example of that. So there's this uh, luggage company, it's called Away. And uh, I can't remember their website, but it was started by women and it's run by all women. And they started the company saying, hey, we can do this. We don't need any men. We're going to start this company. Well, lately they've been in the news because it's a very toxic environment. Apparently the CEO is a corporate bully and she is a horrible individual. But here's the thing. That could have been a man doing that just as well. So we have to focus on the behaviors that people exhibit that are horrible. Now, here's what I'll say, too. A lot of times, uh, some of the behaviors that have been attributed to men aren't necessarily male behaviors. They're behaviors that become 
that come about because of the environment. For example, the business environment, there are certain behaviors that breed success. Uh, and some of those behaviors are kind of bad behaviors, which is why now you see a lot of women in the workplace that are excelling and exceeding and succeeding. But some of them are bad because they start to exhibit those behaviors that come out in a business environment. Hence, the company away. They thought that because they had an environment with all women, it would be so much better. And they found out that it was about the same, if not worse, because the behaviors. We have to punish the behaviors, not sit here and say, you're a man, so this is what you're going to do, or you're a woman, this is what you're going to do, because that just that that's not how it operates. Now, granted, there are some intrinsic behaviors that we we all do have, some morals and characteristics and habits that we have based on our gender, but that's not 100% accurate. So yes, the behavior is what really counts. Yes, and actually uh, Farah says, I believe, you know, some people have had bad experiences and perhaps do not know how to handle it. And then they generalize it and stereotype it. Yes, that's exactly um, what, what, what you're saying, uh, Robert. And we have also uh, Charlene who says, unfortunately, it's the thing to bash men and ignore that it's the same bad behavior done against women. And yes, right. and it's not serving us. It's not serving us. I agree. Uh, I will. I agree with you, um, uh, um, Charlene. We have uh, a few more comments here from Osama, who says, "Without context, we can pull anything out." Exactly. Exactly. Let's see who else we have in that place. I'm going through all the comments because I didn't have time to read all of them. They were like blue, 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 going, going through here. Another kind message from Osama. This conversation is just spectacular. Thank you so much for sharing your profound insights, Robert Berry and Darin Benamara. Thank you. Thanks to you for being here. And you know, actually, as you can see, like uh, Robert and I, of course, we don't have the same experience. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, but it's really about, you know, being willing to have an open dialogue and to open space for others to voice their opinions right and if we were more willing to do this i do believe the world would be a better place coming from men and from women we are in this together anyway you can hate women you can hate men we are in this together <laughs> anyway <laughs> here's the big part though not only are we in it together we actually need one another and for the people who don't acknowledge that and don't realize that, I really feel bad for these people because, again, when I open up TikTok and some of these other social media platforms, I see women saying, I pray for a world without men. Well, okay, let's think about that for a minute. Well, then you pray for a world without electricity, without running water without critical infrastructure that takes place because there are some hardworking men that get up every morning to make sure that we all have everything that we need. Then I see some men say, well, you know, well, never mind. This is a show about man bashing, but I'll say this one minute. I see, I see some men talking about all women are horrible. I don't need women around. Well, okay. Let's just think about that. Women are the nourishers of our world. Like, realistically, I know some women hate to hear that, but realistically, women nourish a lot of people on the planet. So imagine a world without either one of those two things, without your critical infrastructure and without your nourishment. 
that's a world I don't want to live in. That sounds like a crappy place to be if you ask me. So, so you'll never hear me say that the two don't belong together. Even, And I mean that from a friendship standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a romantic standpoint. You'll never hear me say that they don't belong together. So um, I just think that it's interesting that we allow the bashing of men to take place openly and no one defends it. I can't believe that we allow men to commit rape at a suicide rate that's so extremely high. We allow men to be homeless at a rate that's so extremely high. And then there are some people who will say, well, that's what they deserve because they're men, men and they should just, here's the word that we always hear, man up. Then when a man does man up and just do whatever he needs to do and turns his back on society and takes care of himself, then he's called cold and callous. So which is it? Yeah, again, it, it, it's about finding the balance, which is not easy. Uh, right. And I don't know if one day it will be easy. I think w as humans, we just make it more difficult than what it could be or what it should be. But that's the way it is. So, you know, just to conclude this conversation, and I know <laughs> we could we have a lot more to say about it, but we want to be respectful of your time as well. Uh, just be kind to one another. Be kind. Kindness is so much underrated where, you know, kindness is so much powerful that what we believe. And again, it would make the world a, a better place if we were respectful to uh, one another and kind to one another. Absolutely. So do you want to say any, anything else before we uh, wrap up, Robert? You know, I, I think you said it best because kindness is definitely the cure. And you guys know how I feel about kindness. That's all you have, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we have at the end of the day. So for those of you watching the live and the replay, leave your comment. Fire up the comment section and answer all of them. Uh, we are super happy to see that you were like very much engaged with us in this conversation. And yeah, we are here for it. We are here to have the conversations that no one else seems to want to have, especially here on LinkedIn. But you know what happens uh, outside of work does have an impact uh, on us as human beings. And it's important to address it because it makes us like better humans, a better professional. And if we can help improve the state of the world, then why not? Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone, for uh, being with us today. Uh, we will see you next week, Saturday, sometimes 11.30 Eastern time um, for a new live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. And until then, you take care and you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>